Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? It's going well. We're uh, going to go deep into one of my favorite topics today uh, around sort of, uh, I, I call it the ecological training, but this idea of, uh, you know, the, the particular question is, should I do, can I do a, a weekly race? Uh, and that's that's really the question. And doing a weekly race like every week is the thing. Well, I, I mean, probably both are questions. In this case, yeah, that's usually the assumption, right, is because these weekly races often have like a series and you're going regularly. It's part of your routine, which is good, right? That's, you know, we talk a lot about routines and habits and, and setting yourself up. You know, when we're talking about trying to make a habit of exercise, this is, you know, you sign up for something, you have people who are meeting you to do it. So the, the weekly race does cross off a lot of these these elements of, of activity, of movement, of exercise. Right. So before we maybe, or do you want to start with sort of like any blanket rules of thumb that you have, blanket rules slash rules of thumb that you have sort of around what you tell clients with weekly races? Or do you want to kind of get into the concepts before we get into the practicalities? Well, we could go a lot of ways, I guess. Um, you know, I, I always look at the person, right? It depends how are they limited? What are they limited by? You know, if we're just making this, if, we, if we're going to make this decision in a vacuum and it's only about you know, the engine building maybe, right? Which is breaking away from the ecology of the racing, right? If we think about ecology or environment, right? There's people, there's technical skills, tactical skills. There's all these different elements apart from just the engine building. You might think about trainers, you know, the indoor trainer. We just wrote a new post about, uh, what is the title of that post? Is the trainer efficient? So the efficiency, the indoor training is the most efficient training. So it's actually sort of interesting if you think about indoor training, you could stay home and you could do 30 30s or something on the trainer. So it's sort of like a mountain bike race. And this could be any weekly race really, right? It could be like a crit series. We have a great one in Toronto, the midweek series. You should check it out if you're near the GTA. Uh, they have a learn to race on Mondays that I try and always send people to uh, with some great folks there. Uh, where was I going with that? So you could stay home at the trainer and do 30 30s for 30 minutes. Well, good warm up. You're done in an hour. You didn't have to put a shirt on. You didn't have to balance your bike. You didn't have to navigate anywhere. There was no stopping or starting for lights. There was no cornering. There was no descending. There was no, and you can see, oh, okay. Yeah, that's efficient. You didn't have to do that, but it's also the things that usually ruin a race. Like it's why you don't win. I don't corner well. I don't descend well. I didn't shift well. I don't didn't I, wear a shirt. I had to, I didn't wear a shirt. They arrested me, right? Uh, you know, all these things are. It's sort of interesting when you line up the determinants of success with the reasons we we choose this quote unquote efficient training, right? So, does weekly race make sense during the season? I think it makes a lot of sense, especially for people who are newer to the sport who don't have. The tactical, they struggle with this, what we'll call social comparison or the social, you know, psychosocial elements of the sport. I, you know, if, if you get past and you so suddenly bonk every time you get past, you should probably start doing weekly races. Uh, if you struggle riding in a group, you always leave a gap, you know, the safety gap, but then you're gapped. <laughs> you're not a good race, especially in crit racing. But mountain biking, uh, this last week, in the last uh, week, I've had two clients where it's like they have to leave a gap between people which is safe but that's not racing racing you know we have to follow on the wheel and if you leave a gap every time you're in the single track then when you come to the double track you're the person who always has to close the gap so what that means is you're always you know accelerating extra right 
All that to say, so I don't know if that wrapped that up, but the efficiency of the weekly race, I think, is good from that perspective because it's a very rich ecology. It has a lot of the things, if not all of the things, that your your big race might have, assuming the discipline's the same. Even if it's not, though, you know, we could have different aspects. So crit racing, I'll often send my cyclocross people to or people who struggle with the stain on the wheel. Uh, you know, there's things we can get from all these different weekly races. But I think is a blanket term, they're great. But there are caveats. I was going to say, there are a fair number of trade-offs. So uh, you mentioned the 30-30s on the trainer. So can we talk about maybe what you're trading off in terms of like, workouts within the, the span of the week? Sure. So, I mean, for, if you know, a kid, kids can do, <laughs> probably do intensity most days. I don't know that they should. Uh, but, you know, they recover super fast. They don't have all the demands of life, you know, mental, physical, social, work, family, whatever. Um, they're not getting older yet or they're getting older, but they're not, <laughs> they're not as far. Uh, so for, uh, us more adults, our masters, our age groupers, you know, we don't recover as faster. We probably only need, you know, you pick the number, but let's say one or two hard workouts in a week and, and the workouts include the races, right? So that could be a weekend race. That could be a weekend group ride. That could be, so let's say two, you know, you probably have a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and then you probably have a Saturday. The rest of the days, that's the 80% of our 20 are going to be our low intensity, our zone one, two, lower focus, you know, whatever. Uh, so the thing is, is that how you want to spend your, your 10 of your 20%, one of your two intense workouts is at the weekly race. I think for some people, that's a great option, at least for a part of the season. No, I think there's also a lot of people kind of end up stacking things, right? Like there's a group ride that they do on Tuesday. There's the weekly race on Wednesday. There's the weekly crit <laughs> race on Thursday. Right. Uh, and then there's the racing on Saturday. And then, I, I mean, you were just talking about like, there's plenty of ways you could double or even triple up <laughs> racing on weekends right now in Ontario sure, if sure. you wanted to. And so there's, yeah, and we were talking about, we have Sea Otter Canada, uh, friends run that, and, and that's a, a great event. But then we also have the, there's a eight hour race and then there's a running race. And so this year I set my season up that I was going to do, at first it was all the races that were on our placemat sort of thing, but within a perimeter that like you could easily ride to, not that I would ride there, it's this is sort of convoluted, but with it about a, say, 60 kilometers yeah you have to stop telling people <laughs> that because they keep thinking you're riding to yeah the i race. don't know it was a really arbitrary thing to try and like constrain how many races i did and what i raced and how much traveling we were doing so that's an aside anyhow it ended up being i was like i think molly i could race like six times in these three days and that's not like that's a pretty extreme example but i mean even you were talking about in a couple weeks there's a gravel race on saturday and then another mountain bike race on sunday like it wouldn't be that hard to race twice <laughs> now and acutely i i think that's fine right like it's you're allowed to be tired you're allowed to, i always tell clients you can use your fitness however you want we build it up together and then you choose how you want to use it well, once in a while though the problem yeah. is especially this year because we're finally back to having events i think there's everyone's so calendars are so just much crammed and we're all excited to see people right like it was so we didn't really talk about we were at the ontario cup uh, i raced there oh, so nice because that got moved within the perimeter of the races i was going to do so we did and it honestly so good to see people and talk to people and to start a race with people beside you like we were doing time trials the last couple of years so just so good so i think we're all hungry but we just want to be careful we don't go too hard and then you know you have to take the fall off because you're injured or sick or burnt out or whatever uh you know ease into it where were we going with that uh just the constraints of doing a weekly race so i just kind of pointed out that it's really easy to overbook yourself and 
be doing way right, too many things right, on yeah, a regular basis. So yeah, so this is you know on a, a week it's probably fine, or or one weekend you race. It's just a stage race, right? People do this all the time. People do hundred milers. Sure. So I think I can get away with doing two short races in a weekend, right? That's not a big deal. But you wouldn't do that every week. We run into the same problem with the cyclocross doubles, where folks are doing a weekly cyclocross on a Wednesday. You know the practice, which is a race. And then Saturday, Sunday, and it's, you know, by the time you get to Monday, you can't go to work anymore. <laughs> it's like, now you're getting fired. So we need to be careful as adults. Uh, you know, this is an adult podcast. Do we have a explicit on this? Sometimes. Uh, I was just going to add like a bounce, chicka, wow, wow <laughs> okay, well, kind of thing right there. You're the editor. Know. So we just need to be careful how we do that, right? And so we might spend that on Wednesday and that's okay. And then we just need to be careful. We're also racing on the weekend or group riding or, or just how are those days getting spent? And, and that can be, I have lots of clients that Wednesday is the main interval day. Maybe we add a bit more to it. Maybe we don't. Uh, and then the other days are, are mostly endurance and that's that's okay right again this is really rich training if we show up and race okay so that's actually maybe a good a good thing a couple weeks ago we did the podcast race if you're gonna race uh that seemed to have uh, a lot of people were really psyched on it and felt like it was actually like pretty motivational which is good because we're always nervous doing uh (laughs) sort of those hard stances so thank you um but i think this this speaks to it because i think uh you know it's it's pretty tempting to be at a weekly race and say you're gonna kind of phone it in right i mean i don't think that actually happens for most people i think they say they're gonna take it easy and then once the the gun goes off and the whistle blows it's uh it's hard to say right because it gets into how you're preparing for it so this you know and this also relates we should put this in the show notes too so we have race if you're gonna race and then we also had the the what you if you can't do your workout and there was like the shift the substitute the skip so sometimes what'll happen is you know there'll be a workout on tuesday and then the race on Wednesday. And, you know, if, if you had planned to do the race on Wednesday, you probably wouldn't do hard intervals on Tuesday. Again, exceptions. Sometimes there's blocks. Sometimes you're an 18 year old and you can recover super fast. Sometimes there's exceptions, but generally you wouldn't do that. You'd probably train easier on Tuesday and then really go and get put yourself in that ecology, you know, that rich training environment on the Wednesday. And what that means is that then you can go in the lead group, then you can start the race really hard, then you don't crash because you're just so blown up from, you know, training hard the the previous day, you know, then you have a positive experience in the environment so that then we start getting momentum, right? And this is where you start getting tingles because it's like, I won the weekly race or I did really well, I, you know, achieved that goal, I hopped a bunch of logs going really fast and I was really cross-eyed, but I still kept it all upright versus... Sorry, DW is really upset about this. He got tingles. He got excited. So we're trying to set ourselves up so that we have this momentum where we get to the race, we're motivated, we warm up well, we have a great start, we you know jump over some logs and do some corners while we're breathing really hard and we're riding with people. You know, we race. It doesn't even really matter if we win, but we try different tactics. You try going early. You try going late. You try you know, drafting someone and nipping them at the line. We can try all this, right? This is this gameplay or this, uh, you know, really learning the tactical elements of the sport and and putting yourself again in the ecology of the sport. And so it's just such a rich opportunity if you put yourself in it. And what I often see is it's this chronic, you know, we're tired, we've been racing on the weekend, we trained on the Monday and Tuesday, and then we go on the Wednesday, we're super tired, we haven't eaten well, it's late in the day. And this just goes on through the whole season, right? So you can start seeing people starting to fall apart and not be motivated. 
uh, you know, and just the training isn't going well. They're never really training hard. They're never really training easy. So this is where you have to be careful. And I think the periodic weekly races is, is probably a better strategy, but for some people it is their social time during the week. It's embedded in their family time. They've got it set up with the meals. And again, they plan the Monday and Tuesday or the days prior, the days around it so that it is, uh, you know, not every day is super hard or, or sort of hard. Yeah. I think one thing you kind of mentioned there is, uh, the idea of, okay, we're going to try new things. Uh, to me, I think weekly races really make the most sense if you can go into them with goals for each race, like thinking through like, what are two things I'm going to try? Like what is, you know, I'm going to try this nutrition. I'm going to try never taking the B line. I'm just going to take the A line. I'm going to try to like go out with the lead group, even though I you know, mm-hmm. rarely am out with the lead group. Uh, so really just like having the plan to try the new things makes the most of these situations. Yeah. And I I don't know if I'd even up, you know, do we grade that as goal setting? I'm not sure. Right. It probably depends on the person, but I think having an intention, you know, maybe we're splitting hairs or, or just trying things, right. Putting yourself in the game and actually playing it. Cause I I do think that sometimes it's, there's this, we're being conscious about it, but sometimes it's, if, if you can actually just be in the environment, then your body and your mind will start adapting to it. Right. And again, this is maybe splitting, splitting hairs, but, um, yeah, I, I think just being ready to engage. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you did mention dinner, though. So I think it's also worth just mentioning, like, weekly races are awesome, but they can really throw off kind of your your regular routine. I mean, right now you're coaching a, a women's clinic on, on Tuesdays at 5.30, and even that 5.30 has completely disrupted our, our Tuesday dinner well, time. And I, maybe we are, are a bit of a delicate flower. I, I don't think for some people, again, that, you know, they, they live after five, right? So it's, it's, this is life. This is, you know, when the social time happens, this is when the rides happen. So I, I don't know. I think that's probably for most people, this isn't as big a deal, but I think we do need to watch July. It gets hot. You know, you've been running to baseball practice and soccer practice and, you know, work events, whatever. Uh, but you race as hard as you can. So the races usually say seven o'clock, maybe it's done at eight, you know, maybe you have a beer, maybe you're really warm. Maybe you get home at nine and have dinner then, and you're still really warm. The house is warm. So you just see where this can sort of spiral into just a crummy night of sleep after that. So I think the, the people who do it well, they have good nutrition through the day. So they maybe have a big breakfast, a bigger lunch. You know, that's when the, the healthy foods come in. They have a pre-race snack. And then they have some sort of recovery. You know, this is maybe where that recovery ice thing, especially on the hot nights, the smoothie is what I'm trying to say, might be helpful. Ice packs before bed, if you don't have air conditioning especially. Uh, just trying to get cooled down and not have all the calories come in after the race. Uh, that would be a big thing that I see. And that's just good practice in general is not, you know, backloading your calories, you know, the, the entire day at the end of the day. But that, that's what we see with the weekly race. And again, some people do it as a family and they have the picnic or they have it sorted out. They might even eat before. Um, so so just figuring out a solution that works and just watching how the, the days after, right? Because if your, your weekend gets derailed because of that, then again, now we're losing a bunch of days, right? It was, a, was the cost of that night worth it, right? Was the benefit worth it? Yeah, so I think that pretty much sums it up. I think maybe the, the only thing to add to is if your goal race is that weekend, um, maybe that's a good time to skip the weekly race. Like, what would you say about that? Yeah, it depends. Like last year, I used the Midland one here. It was a great series. It's hilly. Uh, I, I had sort of, I tried to wrangle up some people into going. So a couple of fast clients that I coach actually went to, which was great. So got to connect with them and then also race with them. 
and there was a couple of young kids going to Worlds who were just on fire there. I don't know that I got to ride with them much, but <laughs> the gap was pretty hard. Uh, but I got a couple moments with them. So just for the speed of the start, right? The juniors start really hard. And then a couple, you know, I would say more peers where we're about the same speed and we back and forth and whatever, right? So really, really good racing, but so intense. I think the one race was 37 minutes and we were just going so hard. It was two laps and just so hard. Uh, so it makes the our normal race, the 90-minute race, seem like slow motion. And we were coming into our late nationals. They were in October last year. I think that was the race we were preparing for roughly. So it was great preparation. So I use that almost like a C race, C priority, you know, no recovery beforehand type of preparation for the A race. I think in that case, it would be fine before the race. But your question was week of the race. And, and, I, and I would say I agree with that. And a lot of times that you maybe wouldn't do the weekly race because we're trying to limit how many start lines maybe in the week. Um, it, it's tough. It's pretty individual, but you know, just so that again, you're not out late on Wednesday, uh, the bikes all messed up. And then, you know, you have Thursday, Friday, and then maybe racing Saturday or Sunday. It just, it gets tight. I think if we're working nine to five and getting the kids to soccer. Um, so sometimes it's nice just to give yourself that slack and, and that might be the perfect, maybe you do have to use the trainer or, or just again, a local hill, uh, would probably be better, but it maybe is a good argument for the simplicity, the efficiency of the trainer. And if it is a family thing, maybe that's the night you go and you're just volunteering on the course or something. So you're still there doing that social thing. Or or I've seen, again, this is, it's almost the same thing, but you could go and and do your like special pre-race intervals, midweek intervals, which are maybe more specific to you and your race. Maybe, again, it it depends on the situation, Uh, but maybe you're done earlier meal, you know, you can eat while everyone's out racing again this is the situation where if the kids were racing or spouses are racing or something so i have seen that work okay too and then you're probably at the venue which again is part of the problem for some people is you're not actually at a especially a mountain bike venue so you just have to weigh you know what are we get what is the the benefit what is the cost uh how will that affect the weekend is it the best strategy for you for this weekend yeah i think Probably the the less the more you can avoid like being married to like every single week I have to be at this race and this is like the thing unless it is the thing like if your goal for the season is to win the weekly like <laughs> sure. overall then and I mean honestly fine I'm like, overdue I used to have a plan called like weekly race world champion or something like that and I think that still was a great plan uh, and what a good goal I, I think that if that's your discipline we're not picking on you for that i think you own your weekly race world champion and no, that, like, that's your event by all means more just you can't do you can't do it all you can do anything but you can't do everything yeah and i, I thought that was a great thought you had uh was that in the efficiency post that you wrote that or where did i see that post you can do it all but you can't do everything yeah i think that's where that was in i think so i don't know if you invented that i did not i was like oh, that. that's great uh, so you can't do everything you can do anything ah, but yes, you can't do you everything go. okay okay yeah it's worth repeating uh weekly race world champion uh yeah maybe i'll make that post we'll put that out there i'll put that on the show notes uh, i'll probably be behind i had one more thought on that where was i going with that molly could not tell you dear well we'll leave that one (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back to that but uh head over to consummateathlete.com to check out that plan and uh you know, think through your, your weekly race. Let us know what you think uh, in the comments on Instagram or consummateathlete.com. We have tons of freebies on there with our newsletter and all that fun stuff. And of course, if you love this podcast, please do us a solid subscribe, rate, review. It is super, super helpful. All right. Until next week when Peter recovers what wait, that last thought wait, was. P.S. So I think sampling the different races is a great idea too. Again, if you have to sign up, great. But I think sampling gives you different ecologies, different environments, different other animals, so to speak. So to leave you with an ecological, uh, I guess, framework, 
then you can, uh, yeah, you could sample them too. And that I think would give you different stimulus. So there you go. That was the PS. And if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> while you're out on a ride, try taking a sip of water every time Peter says ecology in this episode. You'll be super well hydrated. All right. Till next week. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you want to hear more training, racing, and endurance sport advice, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox.